1: Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale, brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Drink responsibly. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Well, you hear him in the mornings, you hear him in the afternoons, you're about to hear him now, you can get a .au domain name, webcentral.au. In fact, you'll hear him on breakfast next week. In fact, he's going to be our summer breakfast man, Sammy Edmund, and he joins us on the line. Won't be long before he's the ambassador, world ambassador for the Gosney Rock Box. Morning to you, Sam. Great to have you on.
1: <laughs> Dwayne, great to talk to you. Yeah. Geez, I wish I was. They are magnificent products. Can I ran that home <laughs> even further? How you <laughs> mean?
0: I'll be good. I'll be good. It'll be fun listening to you. On breakfast, I'm
1: excited to
0: know that I'm going to be peering you on breakfast a bit more, which is going to be nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit of a summer schedule for us. Hey, I've been listening to your show. I know you've been speaking a little bit about the draft today. Um, something that, uh, as they say in the Classics, came across my desk this week, and certainly a lot of the talk among rival clubs at the moment, Dwayne, who understandably are a little um, sensitive and um, and I guess conscious of Tasmania coming into the competition, which they will be granted entry to in the, in the coming weeks, make no mistake, but what the draft concessions look like. Now, I think what the other clubs clubs are thinking with Tasmania coming in is that the league might have learned a bit from Gold Coast coming in, GWS coming in, where they were given concessions, but given a massive crack at one singular draft to go nuts. Now, how strong that draft is in any given year is obviously in the lap of the gods, isn't it? So I think a lot of clubs there have the understanding now that instead of having a massive uh, uh, session at one particular draft, the advantages for Tasmania might be spread out over multiple drafts. Not to the same degree, of course, but it might just be spread out to perhaps... Um, you know, uh, ease the burden on rival yeah. clubs and but then also to help Tasmania long-term as well. So,
0: are we talking three years or four years? Will they get a... I, I presume they'll get a big go the year leading into yeah. their first year of entry, but then... It'll be, what, they'll continue to get a pick one or an end of first round pick? Yeah, or... I
1: don't know the details. And look, who knows if the details have absolutely been locked in at this stage or how long it will go for. I mean, there's other levers to pull in this space, isn't there? Obviously, extra yeah. salary cap allowance, extra list spots, access to rookies, access to academy players. So there's other things they can do that we've even seen more recently with Gold Coast when they needed a bit of a leg up as well. But I just think rather than have that, um, you know, that all-you-can-eat buffet session, Dwayne, where perhaps the steak can be a little bit chewy from one night to the yeah. next you get access over multiple drafts. And um, I think that's probably a good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, unless it's the 2001 draft, in which case you would have been able to get Hodge, Ball,
1: Judd, yes.
0: Hale, Bartell, uh, Sampi, um, you'd Stevie be, Johnson.
1: Yeah, you'd happily be pigeonholed into that draft, wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, so the Suns would probably argue, well, the, the GWS draft was better than our draft, for example. So the idea here, I think, is for um, Tasmania to potentially get um, at least a couple of years at it anyway. We'll see how it goes.
0: Dan Hanbury's going to keep playing, is he?
1: Yeah, look, he's weighing it up, Dwayne, at the moment, whereas in, in the more recent times, he well, he did shut the door on it because the Gold Coast did ask some six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, and he said, thanks, but no thanks. But just... As the weeks have gone on, it's now got to the point where he's at least considering whether to make uh, a comeback and to resusc- resuscitate this career. He's on holidays in Germany at the moment, but he is taking the opportunity to visit the uh, Soft Tissue Maverick, uh, the name that bobs mm-hmm. up uh, right throughout our footballing season each and every year. Dr. Hans Willemuller-Wolfhardt, of course, and he did go to see Healing Hans mid-year. and That was said to be hugely beneficial for Dan Hanabry. And we know he finished the season strongly for the Saints. Three Brownlow votes in his last game against his old side, Sydney, in a loss in round 23. 20- So that famed appetite for training's also said to remain with him but look there's a lot of water to go under the bridge here from the club and also uh, the player to formalise his decision Dan Hanabry and then also for Gold Coast who have obviously made a lot of list management decisions in those weeks since their initial um, touching base with Dan Hanabry you know they're tight for list spots tight for money uh, structuring that squad for the arrival of as many as four academy prospects next year but the door is ajar, Dwayne and there's a slim chance and I I, I love these sort of stories you know um, they are the romantic side of the game he would cost the Suns nothing he would certainly command nowhere near the wage that he did in his prime at Sydney or even his years at St Kilda. So the free agency, delisted free agency window opens next Thursday. Who knows what sort of avenue he'd take back to the game if he did so, but um, I I think it's a great thing.
0: Collingwood got a new head of football ops, I understand.
1: Yeah, not the name you would have thought either. Claire Pettifor, who uh, is going to take over as Collingwood's head of football operations. Now, she crosses from Melbourne where she was the head of uh, media and communications at the Demons, Dwayne. So um, she helped with the club's facilities uh, project, obviously, at Melbourne as well. Uh, the Reconciliation Action Plan uh, on the committee there at Melbourne as well. She was at Hawthorne before that and Brisbane before that in communications roles. But this is a, a big appointment uh, at the Pies for her. She replaces the former head of football, Nick Maxwell, who departed the club earlier this year. Now, Graham Wright will obviously continue to head up the Pies football department across the men's program, the women's program and the like. But uh, this is a big role for Claire Petty for who joins uh, Collingwood.
0: Been in footy a long time yeah. though, and uh, great people are, great footy people are great footy people. So that's what we've talked about on this program a number of times. You get great people to your club, then success tends to come. So. Collingwood's had a pretty good 12 to 15 months, the way it's transpiring at the moment. Hey, uh, easing of veterans back. Collingwood's got a little bit of a a new plan on this as well.
1: Well, speaking of good culture, I mean, this isn't unprecedented, but I suppose uh, to this degree and to this late, I reckon, Dwayne, that they're going to protect their ageing stars ahead of a new season, which, as we spoke about uh, on your show yesterday, is going to start a week earlier and also have an extra game attached to it as well. Now, the Pies have extended, and it's just an invitation at this point. They don't have to accept it. But for Jeremy Howe, Steel Sidebottom has gone. Scott Pendlebury, the captain, to not return for official duties at the club until mid-January, if they choose. Now, uh, they're already training away from the club, we know that, and in fact, Jeremy Howe's been in at the club several times as well, but I think the expectation is they might come and go as they please over the coming months. Sidebottom's 32, played every game last season, mind you. Pendlebury missed one game, 35 in January, and Howe just missed the one match as well, but I like it. I think we're going to see a lot more of it too, Dwayne, as well, in regards to the gruelling nature of the season, safeguarding the veterans' uh, as best as clubs can and we saw how well Geelong did it didn't we this year in regards to that man management and uh and and they were just uh, at pains right throughout the year not to overload their elder statesmen. so um uh, uber professionals all three of those guys aren't they so i, I like it
0: you've been watching a bit of NBA have you?
1: I have. Brooklyn Nets. One and four now, Dwayne. This is uh, this is getting some headlines and some traction over in the States and the loss of the Bucs this morning are a a quality club. We know that. But all eyes on Ben Simmons again as he continues to try to, I guess, reestablish himself following those injury struggles in recent seasons. So four points. 2-7 or from the field, Uh, 0-2 from the foul line. He did have the nine assists and five rebounds. But Kyrie Irving, well, he defended the Aussie after the game, Dwayne. But as you're about to hear, in-game, he appeared to lose his patience when he demanded that Ben Simmons just start shooting the ball. That's out and running. Irving. Simmons didn't even look at the basket. So big, loud shooter, Ben, there that was caught up by the <laughs> caught by the microphones, Dwight, as well. So uh, that's a watch this space as well. But he's been out of the game for so long, just easing his way back into it. And the Lakers still haven't won a game, tied 54-54 with the Nuggets at halftime at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's a different world in the NBA. And uh, the Ben Simmons story is one that uh, unfortunately keeps on giving in the direction that it's giving. Um, And it would be remiss of us not to talk about the fairy tale that happened in the water netball.
1: This was amazing, wasn't it? Uh, Australia's Indigenous netballer, Danelle Wollum, who's been in the news for reasons that she certainly wouldn't have liked. She became the unwitting face, of course, of... Hancock prospecting's decision to tear up that $15 million deal with the sport after she objected to wearing the logo of the company, of course, because of those comments made by uh, Hancock's founder and Gina Reinhardt's uh, late father Lang Hancock about sterilising Indigenous Aussies in the 1980s. So last night against England, on debut, we might add as well. Wollum comes off the bench, Dwayne. Eight from eight shots, clutch. And then, when the game was destined for extra time, she struck with the winner right at the death. Uh, the Diamonds beating England 55 54. The crowd went absolutely nuts. And uh, A pure scriptwriter's dream, this one. And um, she was pretty emotional in the aftermath, as you can understand.
0: We'll have a little listen. Now it's
1: back to Australia. Weston, she finds proud. Wallum to win it for Australia. Could you have written that if you tried? Danelle Wallum on debut, cheered on by a sold-out crowd. In the eyes of some, she's cost Australian netball millions. In the eyes of others, she's just won them a test. Pretty amazing last night, Dwayne. Uh, Great scenes there, and that literally was pandemonium. I was watching that. It was um, a, a big response from the crowd there that were packed in.
0: A little bit of interesting commentary as well, thrown in to add to the fire. Hey, great to have you, Sammy. Can't wait to hear you on. Well, you'll be on tomorrow, so I'll hear you tomorrow and then you'll be on breakfast next week. So we'll talk soon.
1: Good on you, Dwayne. Cheers,
0: mate. Sammy, you've been joining us. Ditch the .com and get a .au domain name from webcentral.au. Kevin Shifter sheehan still to come. Lost in the wash, still to come as well. Quick break for Newsday.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game?